This is the Photo Experiment Podcast, brought to you by PhotoBiz X. Hey, it's Andrew here. I'm with Dan Waters from Dan Waters Creative and Get Pro Photo. Uh, you may remember Dan if you aren't a member from previous interviews that I've done with him. If you're a member, you would see Dan's pretty face inside the members Facebook group pretty regularly. <laughs> um, he lives in Peterborough in the UK and we're just on a drive over to Cambridge, which is where Dan grew up and uh, where he used to live. And I thought I'd just ask him a few questions about business and life in Peterborough in the UK and uh, you know, how, he, how he's attracting the clients that he is and uh, you know, why he's chosen Peterborough to set up his business. So Dan, welcome again. Hello. <laughs> but you know what, before we get into the business stuff, I think it's, it'd be a good idea to give the listener a, a, a good picture of the life that your dog Bobby leads. <laughs> <laughs> so, and before you describe, uh, well, I guess to, to give to put the listener in the picture, I slept in Bobby's bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> well, it, it is. How how do you normally set up this double bed for Bobby the dog? Right. So, uh, <laughs> Bobby. He, he sleeps in a human-sized double bed, um, and uh, we position the pillows in a, so, a little way so that it, it becomes like a little cave, a little nest for him. And uh, yeah, and for, it's been a bit of a heat wave as well for the last few months, so he's had his own little fan on the bedside table to keep him cool, so yeah, he's pretty spoiled. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, this little cave that you set up, this isn't like on top of the bed, this is a cave to hold the doona up so he can get in and out like a little igloo under the doona. <laughs> Correct, yeah, so he's got yeah, a, 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 a duvet, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's all human stuff so uh, yeah so we had to Bobby was pretty upset last night that he got kicked out of his bed and uh, yeah he's been given uh, Andrew evil evil looks all, all day <laughs> and, and it doesn't stop there because uh, the food that Bobby gets <laughs> it is better than I eat at home. No, no offence, Linda, if you hear this. Oh, Jesus, Linda. I hope you never listen to his podcast. What, what, is, what has Bobby got in the fridge right now? <laughs> He's got a, a steak and liver and pea casserole. So he gets vegetables with the peas. Yeah, uh, with garlic in there. And, uh, yeah, it, it, there's a, so it's quite nice. You could easily... Uh, pick up Bobby's food and eat it and not realise you're eating dog food. <laughs> well, it's not dog food. Well, it's not, no. It's, it's human food, to be fair. If, if you believe in reincarnation, I can you want to come back as Bobby. <laughs> you don't want to come back as me. You want to come back as Bobby. That's right. He, he's the master of the house. <laughs> and, and just one last thing with Bobby. You actually structure your business and your day around Bobby. <laughs> I do. Partly. Yeah, I do quite a bit, yeah. How do you do that? So, uh, most of my appointments I have are at two o'clock because um, Bobby needs his morning walk and he needs his afternoon walk. And normally I do one and, and Lisa does the other, um, but Lisa's pretty busy as well. So, um, I like to keep it open so that if possible I could do one or the other or both so um yeah two o'clock's a good appointment because i can do his morning and his afternoon walk and or, or, you know one or the other or both so yeah my my life is revolves around the dog it's um, a crazy well i'd like to say my wife's the crazy dog 
woman and I just have to follow along but I think I've become a crazy dog man myself so <laughs> that's so good I mean it's obvious to me like, coming in as a guest that he's um, he's like a child to you guys and uh, he's a part of the family it's awesome um, I love that you you start your day I guess with clients at 2pm Was is that a conscious decision or for a reason apart from the walks <laughs> my wife's business is called after 10 <laughs> because she doesn't do anything until after 10am um, and uh, I'm not I'm not that bad but uh, hang on I, you start at 2 well that, <laughs> I have my first appointment at 2 normally I have the odd morning one but uh, next week I've got to do some staff photographs for HSBC and uh, that's got to start at 9 so I'm going to actually have to go in the uh, rush hour which is yeah, quite upsetting for me, but um, I'm sure I'll get over it. But yeah, uh, by f- two o'clock, I, I'm, I'm good in the afternoon and the evenings. Most of my appointments are either two o'clock or or later, must admit. Um, but then most people don't want to be photographed at nine in the morning. Um, I don't. I don't want to be. You know, most people don't want to be photographed slurping a cup of coffee and smoking a fag. So um, <laughs> they want to. Yeah, they want to look the best, and most people take a little while to get going. Yeah, fair enough. So, it, it, I guess so. In the morning, you're doing your computer stuff, your editing, your marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I do, yeah, a couple of hours of that in the morning. Um, so I usually leap out of bed about uh, at the crack of eight o'clock, um, and then uh, I'm ready to actually do some work by about eight forty-five, and then um, yeah, so a couple of hours of that, and then take Bobby for a walk, then back for lunch. <laughs> And then after my first appointment at two, um, yeah, I am a bit of a lazy gear. It's it's true, but um, yeah. And then two till four, say, I've got that appointment, and then probably do a little bit more work, and maybe I'll have another appointment in the evening as well. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But normally I have one at two. Uh, I did have one today at two, but you know. His, his lordships come over, so I've had to bump it back uh, <laughs> a couple of hours. <laughs> nice. So I mean, between you and Lisa, I mean, it really sounds like you guys have built a lifestyle business around around you know living a great life in Peterborough. Yeah, um, I I I would say I work six days a week, sometimes seven, but none of them are very hectic at all. Well, unless it's an actual wedding day. I'm not. I'm not rushed off my feet. I'm not doing back-to-back appointments. I'm not go, looking at my watch, going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go. Um, got to get to my next appointment." I've not. I've not got that stress because I think if you put a time constraint on on anything, whether it's you know, that's usually at a wedding. The stress comes from the fact that oh, we've got to get, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to get to the church, we've got to. Um, the food's going to be ready in a minute. We've got to stop doing the group photographs. Um, that's where a lot of the stress comes from from weddings and uh, you know that that's where a lot of stress comes from in in, in business because she's like oh, I've got to get this done I've got to get that done so I've just structured the business so that um, yeah I'm yeah I'm working six days a week but it's it's all very relaxed and I enjoy it so um, because I don't have that pressure nice 
and, and when I spoke to you in the past, and even even inside the Facebook group, you you have a tendency to undersell Peterborough. <laughs> <laughs> like I was expecting to get off the train and see slums. Like <laughs> that's the way you you, uh, you you structured that my thought process around you know getting into Peterborough. Uh, it was nothing like that, to be honest. It looked like it, it's like a regular city. There's uh, lots of people. We did see a couple fighting <laughs> on the footpath on the way in. Uh, we saw some interesting characters in town, but it's a regular city, and it's a pretty big city. It looks to me like it'd be a great place to build a business. Uh, did you choose Peterborough to start your business? Well, to be, you did see it on a, uh, a normal day. Um, it wasn't a full moon, so it was, um, you know, the, the werewolves weren't out. Um, and, uh, and if you look closely, you would have seen, you know, some webbed feet and, and so forth. So... Um, you know, I did. I did show you the best of Peterborough, but um, so. So, did, did, what was your question? Did I did because, I, yeah, did I you, come here you, for a reason? Well, because you, you lived in Cambridge, and I, I believe St Ives, and then you know you started a business ten years ago, and it's the same time you moved to Peterborough. So I'm wondering, did you choose Peterborough to start the business for a reason? Um, well, Cambridge is one of the most expensive places in the in the country, um, and. Uh, it's you know houses are three times as much in in Cambridge as they are in Peterborough, so it was you know, we were buying our first house basically at the time. So we went up from Cambridge to St Ives to rent uh, as we while we saved to buy a house, and then we um, moved to Peterborough to buy the house because yeah you get yeah a lot for your money in, in, in Peterborough I suppose, and um, so that that was why. Plus I had a. I was working at the time for the Royal National Institute for Deaf People, which has got an office in Peterborough. So, uh, and as you've gathered, I'm, you know, a little bit lazy. So I, uh, so I like to live where near where I work, and now I live really near where I work because I, I, my office is about four inches into the next uh, into the next bedroom. <laughs> so. Nice, nice. And when we were chatting yesterday, you know, we were talking about your business and, and how you're getting business and uh, I think one of the, the main things was the fact that you have these relationships because you have been running, you know, going for 10 years, but you're also involved in these, these different groups, which tends to get you involved with other people. So can, can you just touch on that? Like, what are these groups and how do they work? And is it a... Are you going into those groups with the business in mind, or is it something totally different? Well, I think I always say if you if you're tired of photography, you're tired of life, and um, I think it's easy to sit behind our computers and try and build our business from there, and not really speak to anyone other than a paying client, and just yeah, kind of hide. And you know, I understand that because uh, for the longest time, I was uh, I was pretty shy. I've kind of overcome that now, but. Um, so, yeah, I understand it, but I've sort of, over the years, I've pushed myself. I used to, I uh, don't so much now, but I go to a lot, used to go to a lot of networking clubs. Um, that was partly because I wanted to get the business and partly because I wanted to get used to standing up in front of lots of people and introducing myself and just getting more confident. Um, so I met people through the, the networking clubs and then I... As my confidence grew, I thought, oh, what else can I do? What can I help the community in some way? And my branding is is uh, rather arrogantly the world's most helpful photographer. Um, so, which comes from um, comes from a project I'm doing called the Mankind Project, where I'm trying to do a random act of kindness for 
somebody from every country in the world and um, and as part of that I want uh, you know, to, to, to uh, add an extra layer on top of that I want to do as many helpful things as I can so I can try and back it up when people goes well what makes you the world's most helpful photographer then I need I, I want to have a few answers other than just the mankind project so yeah I've done I've, I've done mentoring at the local prison and I met uh, two people there whose weddings I'm doing one I'm doing in November we're, we're talking in August now so November and then another one another wedding uh, uh, in 2020 yeah, so are these prisoners weddings <laughs> yeah have you ever done a, 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 a wedding a wedding in a prison it's, uh, it's really maybe they're getting released yeah. <laughs> no no it was um, that would be interesting though wouldn't it a wedding in a prison but um you know, it's uh, the person that organised the event uh, was one, and another, and one of the other mentors was the other wedding. Right. So yeah, and then they, one of the organiser of the event, introduced me to uh, a woman who runs a group called Pay It Forward Tribe, which is just a, a group in Peterborough that does basically random acts of kindness, as, uh, random acts of kindness as well, and. Um, so we go out and do various things everything from uh, bringing bags of food and stuff to the to the homeless litter picking um, even <laughs> there's even one uh, lady who's part of the group who does sort of uh, laughter yoga which is a bit weird and random but it's uh, it's quite a laugh to do it uh, literally <laughs> um, and uh, so you're standing in the town square laughing <laughs> and getting people to walk us by to come in and join us and it's just it's just like a little feel good group that's part of Peterborough so uh, it's fun to be part of that so it sounds like the the little acts of kindness you're doing and, and uh, the, the, the groups that you're helping that's not where the relationships are coming for it's more the people that you're doing that with yeah and I think uh, and it gives you something else to talk about on Facebook rather than just your you know your latest wedding or your latest family photography you can talk about something else and um, be a bit more of a, a rounded personality um, in any of your marketing and yeah, people it, it, it effectively brands you as I say my, my brand is the world's most helpful photographer so um, it, it, it helps back that up uh, I enjoy it you meet people you never know where those tentacles and connections are going to end up and it's it's amazing when sometimes I think sit down and think about you know how did I meet that person and usually it's like three people that have int each introduced me to a new person and yeah it just uh, it just is like a tapestry of connections and um, yeah you can't it's very hard to do all of that sat behind a desk um, so so, so, uh, so this is where these relationships can be and, and most likely are more effective than you know, running a Facebook ad campaign yeah I mean I, I do that as well I think you have to have lots of strings on your bow um, you, you, yeah. you, you, you know if you want to quickly get some inquiries in this week do a Facebook ad you yeah. know you uh, but, you, but you don't want to build a business just with that one strategy. Exactly. I think you need to do lots of things. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing an auction. Um, I had my so it was a charity auction. I had a bunch of family port. So instead of giving them one to auction off, I gave them five. So I've got an email sitting in my inbox uh, where one of them has responded and wants to uh, book in this family session. Um, 
you know the website obviously that's well ranked on Google so that's another way of getting my inquiries alliances as you talked about earlier with other local businesses um, so uh, yeah there's lots of different things that you can do and I think you know that we're all kind of hoping and wishing there was one little thing just do this one thing and you're going to be set for life and you never have to do anything else again well I, th- I think we just have to um, just accept that this, your, your inquiries are going to come from lots of different places and you're just going to ha- but in you know I try and enjoy the marketing um, I look at you know, going out and networking is going out and having a drink with somebody it's not necessarily hard work you're sitting there having a having a coffee or a beer in a cafe and having a chat and or a business alliance maybe it's somewhere where you go and buy your children's clothes and you've been going there for a few years and you kind of half know the owner already or it might be a a, the, the, the place that you bought your house from it could be an estate agent it could be just I always tell people look through your uh LinkedIn profile, look through your Facebook friends and just go, who do I know on there and where do they where do I work? Where do they work and can I build a connection with them? So oh I never knew they worked there. Oh, that might be a pretty good uh, alliance. Um and pick off those low hanging fruit because you know most of us have got a few hundred friends on Facebook or LinkedIn and uh, yeah we can we can see exactly where they work and whether they might be a good fit for us. So that's that's a, that's a nice way of picking the alliances. Yeah, I think yesterday you mentioned a well, you did a uh, a jeweler. And yeah, you, you had an alliance with this jeweler, and uh, can you just talk about that, how that worked, and what he was doing or she was doing for you? Uh, yeah, so that one was one that I just I rang them up. Um, so that wasn't one that I knew previously. Uh, so, so you you pick you handpicked them out of the phone book where you'd been past yeah. their store. Yeah, I handpicked them. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd heard that jewellers were were a good option, so I looked through the different jewellers in Peterborough, and I I, picked, I, I said phone book, but <laughs> a no, phone book. So yeah, we all quite old. Liz so. probably haven't uh, ever, ever, ever used a phone book, so you look through Google. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the phone book uh, sits under my desk to prop my uh, feet up. <laughs> Because my, my feet don't touch the ground because I'm very short, so that's that's how I use my phone book. Um, but uh, yeah, so I jumped on Google. I looked for one that's an independent rather than a big chain where you're never going to get an answer. Um, and they've been in business for donkey's years. Although funnily enough, they've just gone out of business. Uh, hopefully, nothing to do with my alliance. But um, so I've bled them dry. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just looked, looked for that. Independent, they they were quality jewelers, so they weren't, you know, selling wedding rings for 50 quid. So, and I just picked up the phone and suggested what the idea was, which is, you know, most of the listeners probably know what we mean by an alliance or a, uh, well, you call them something else. What do you call them? Third party marketing. Third party marketing, yeah, there's a few names for it, but it's basically you give them a, uh, the way I've done it, there's a a couple of ways of doing it, but the way I've done it is, I just give them a big pile of vouchers and actually the jeweler wanted it to be a minimum spend so if they spent over uh, I can't remember how many hundreds of pounds it was but if it was it was I think it was slightly above their average so they wanted to use it as an yeah I think I suggested it actually for them so that I was uh, yeah I think 
But anyway, that's that's what so we're going to assist them with their sales process to yeah. try and push someone over. I think maybe I put it. I started it years ago that one, but um, I think I suggested it that way to, to as an extra incentive to them to say yes mm-hmm. because like well if you can you know if you use this as an incentive to to bump somebody up an extra 50 quid or whatever then um, it's going to help them so uh, yeah and then they gave the, they were giving them out and actually they gave out two lots of vouchers I had family portrait ones and wedding ones with them so so, so if someone if a guy came in or a couple came in to buy an engagement ring and they spent over a certain amount then they would give them that the jeweler would give them a voucher for Dan for, for your business for a photo shoot and a free yeah. print yes sir yeah and then you then you've got this connection potentially go on to book the wedding and make sales from the from the shoot that's it yeah unreal let me, let me just take it back quickly Dan and are you comfortable talking while you're driving <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're staring at that massive great lorry yeah. in front of us. And, I am, uh, I am. We keep getting closer and closer. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm fine. Although I'm slightly ADHD, I think. So uh, yeah, it's hard for me to do two things at once. We'll stay in this lane. Right? We'll stay <laughs> yeah. in this lane and keep a good distance behind yeah. the truck. Yeah, normally I speed, but I've decided to slow it down a, uh, a little bit for you, just so that we don't die. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, just going back to, to the beginning, like it sounds like you were that guy or you wanted to be that guy that could sit behind the computer and generate leads and build a business and only talk to your paying clients and you had to force yourself past past the shyness, which is hard to believe that you were ever shy, you know, having known you when I have or since I have. Was was that, do you think, the secret to, to being successful or is that just something you had to do for yourself? Um, yeah, well, a bit of both, I guess. I knew that you know, this is a people business. Um, you got to stand in front of groups of people, sometimes very large groups of people at weddings. Uh, you've got to charm them, entertain them a little bit, maybe for the group photographs. And uh, if, if you're shy and you can't look people in the eyes and you don't know what to say and you're flustered, then you're going to you're not going to get them any referrals and uh, you might not get many jobs in the first place so uh, I knew it was something I, I was going to have to overcome I was that typical kind of weird looking bullied kid little little fella at school I had, I had plenty of friends as well but um, the people that didn't know me <laughs> that didn't know me were, were uh, I was quite easy to pick on so um, uh, yeah so I, was, I had to carry all that little that baggage with me into adulthood and uh so yeah, I just I realised that it was something I was going to have to overcome. Particularly once I decided I was going to become a photographer and uh, wasn't just going to sit behind a desk uh, with a with a normal job anymore. So and again, that was one of the reasons why I started going to networking clubs because it forced me to um, to stand up in front of lots of people. I had to do it every every two weeks, I think it was, and. I think there was about 60, 70 people most weeks in this networking group. And yeah, I think we've got 30 seconds to tell everybody about our business. And you do that enough times and pretty soon you get get over your, pro- your issue. Okay, so I mean, that's what I'm curious about. So did you, is there, did you learn tactics or strategies to get past your shyness? Or were you that kind of personality that, okay, I've got to do this. So you just pushed yourself to do it. Yeah, I pushed myself. I, I guess I'm quite stubborn <laughs> in terms of if I want to do something, I'll just keep bludgeoning away until I get there. Um, uh, not not always doing it the right way or the best way or the quickest way, but um, 
I won't stop. <laughs> so, nice. uh, so yeah, that, that yeah, I, I, there's no sneaky tricks there. I don't think, other than, well, what I would say is that I signed up. So, we were talking last night about a big, uh, a big decision is made up of lots of little decisions. Um, and we were talking, I think, at the time about you know somebody hiring you for their wedding. That's a big decision, so you have to help them make that big decision by helping them make lots of little decisions. And um, we won't go into that right now, but um, that's kind of what I did with overcoming my shyness, I guess, which was first little decision, I should join a networking club. Okay, that's a little decision. Yes, I will do that. Okay, second decision, which one? Okay, that one looks like a good one. Okay, little decision made. And then, all right, next little decision, sign up for it. And then, okay, now £56 a month is coming out of my account. I should probably turn up. Okay, so that's the big, <laughs> that's the biggest decision. Uh, I've actually got to turn up now, but it's a much smaller decision because I've, I've already committed. Um, and you just make these little decisions, and then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to say when I get there? Okay, a bit of plan, how I'm going to, who I'm going to, who I'm looking for, who am I going to speak to, um, what am I going to say? Uh, am I going to approach somebody? If so, what am I going to say? And it's just, again, make, breaking this big, scary thing down into lots of little parts. And, you know, you can use the same philosophy on lots of things. So, so when you go into unfamiliar territory now, it could be, a, I don't know, maybe turning up to a, a, a photography get-together and you don't know anyone, for example. Uh, do, you, do you then, do you still pre-plan what you're going to say? Or do you walk into that, that area now comfortably? Yeah, I'm much more comfortable now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I probably... It depends what it was. I mean, if if, if I'm just going to a... Yeah, generally, I wouldn't plan it unless it was something that... I, you know, I had a definite objective that I really wanted to get something out of it, then I might be a little bit more um, planned with it. But, no, these days I'm pretty much comfortable uh, in, in most scenarios because... I've sort of hurled myself into enough scenarios that it's it, it doesn't scare me anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, and if I am a little bit nervous, I just fall back on um, making stupid jokes just to overcome. <laughs> uh, so uh, a bit like Chandler from Friends. Um, yeah, I would just make just make stupid jokes if uh, if I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable. So um, hence I've thrown a couple in uh, as we've been talking just now. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting Andrew's going to make some, this truck. Hang yeah, on. <laughs> you're going to make some uh, jokes now because you're getting uncomfortable with how close we're getting to that lorry. <laughs> it's going so slow. It's like 35 miles an hour. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Uh, all right. So just to finish up, Dan, is there any? I mean, you sound like you, you know, you're one of these guys that is, you know, always working towards or through something or trying to achieve something. Is there anything going on at the moment that you're working towards? Um. In my photography business, um, I'm well. I'm, I'm still working on the Mankind Project. That's a bit, that's a big beast. Uh, that's 197, I think it is countries, depending on who you ask. Um, and uh, 
uh, we're just <laughs> we're sorry I'll get paused there's a um, a van has just started uh, beeping us because I guess because they saw the microphone so I think they think I'm famous uh, so the uh, <laughs> white van man has just been going beep 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 <laughs> so yeah maybe, maybe they think I'm Harry Hill because I do look a little bit like I do you know who Harry Hill is? the only is? Hill I know is Benny Hill though I know you're not him no uh, Harry <laughs> Harry Hill's a uh, he's like a TV presenter in this country uh, famous in the UK but I don't think he's famous anywhere else uh, I look a little bit like him well, a lot like him apparently um, I just get every wedding I go to people go hey Harry so um, I've started playing up to it a bit and uh, wearing white shirts with big collars um, which is what he wears and uh, yeah I've just kind of made the most of it but uh, <laughs> But anyway, what's the question? Because I mean, oh, got so you completely said 197 country of the mankind project. How many are you up to? Uh, so I'm on th- like late 30s somewhere. Uh, I've got a few where I know what I'm going to do and who I'm going to do a thing for. I just haven't done it yet. So yeah, I'm around sort of the 40 mark. Wow. So so that's a lifetime goal to get. <laughs> yeah, that's a lifetime one. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but it, it, I guess I've got a bit of a lifestyle. Um, business I don't work myself into the ground I do have little objectives but I'm not I, I'm driven but very slowly <laughs> driven. 30, I'm like, 35 miles an hour in fact <laughs> yeah I'm driving very slowly at the moment no, that's, but, good. Um, that's good that's... but uh, yeah I, I I really I'm very driven in terms of I, I have set things that I want to do but I don't kill myself trying to get there I, um, I work steadily every day I don't like put in crazy hours I don't get up at really early I don't make myself ill I just work six sometimes often seven days at least doing something on my business but at no point do I like to stress myself out so, <laughs> so Fair enough. Uh, okay mate well just to finish off and this has been fantastic what you've shared is I think um, since I met up with the guys in London I've decided to kick off my 100 Strangers project again and one of the questions I've been asking those people I meet is what's one thing in your life that you haven't done yet that, you, that you'd like to achieve or do Photographically, or? anything, anything at all. Oh, that's a big question. What do I want? It could be do? something small too. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, I would like. To, oh, that's a good question. You're gonna have to edit this. We we'll cut out the big pause. <laughs> There's so many. Th- I love traveling, so I'm just. My first thought, just to be honest with you, my very first thought was. I want to go to the South Pacific. Right, okay. <laughs> we were talking about that last night, so maybe that's just because it's still in my mind. Um, I just love travelling. Uh, again, a bit of a lifestyle business. I just want to... Uh, you know, we don't have children other than our hairy hairy child. Um, so we just... We live to travel and... and, and uh, and yeah, in, in, enjoy ourselves uh, and do what we want when we want, sort of thing. So that's that's how we've designed our our lives and our, our businesses. Um, so I've kind of achieved that goal, uh, which was my big goal. Um, so yeah, kind of achieved that. And now it's just like, okay, where do I want to go? Um, 
and it's the South Pacific. So what South I'll do Pacific. now is give a shout out to Melanie Cooper and Hines <laughs> who live at Rarotonga on the Cook Islands yeah. and let them know that you're going to be turning up one of these days. Definitely. I, uh, after that interview, I literally did jump at the jump onto Google, Googled the place and went, yeah, that's, the, that's exactly it. That's the one. So... Um, yeah, ball. Put the kettle on. <laughs> it's a it's a hop, skip, and a twenty four hour flight. <laughs> Dan, mate, you've been super generous. Where is the best place for the listener to check out both your photography website and also Get Pro Photo Club? Uh, my photography website is danwaterscreative.com um, and the Get Pro Photo Club is getprophotoclub.com. And, and what is what is Get Pro Photo Club for anyone that's not uh, not familiar with that? Um, so it's. Uh, it's like nine 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 or nine one one for photographers. Um, <laughs> nice. Or triple zero if yeah. you live in Australia. Oh right, it's triple zero over there, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Does nine one one and nine 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 work? Nine one one does because we have so many American TV shows. Right. I've got a feeling that uh, your number will work as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so you're the emergency safe, call safe. number for, for photographers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we 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 we, we actually help. Uh, part-time photographers go full-time that's kind of the strap line and um, but uh, we have a podcast we have a membership site the membership uh, has got about 70 odd hours worth of uh, of videos on everything from the the no BS way to get well ranked on Google through to you know pricing marketing sales and um, not a lot on actual photography so if you if you're interested in the actual photographic part, there's not much, a little bit, but not much. And and anything that there is, it's because it's it's business based. Like I always bring a couple of bottles of bubbly to every wedding um, because I do like a Formula One style spray the booze around <laughs> with the usually with the the, the, the uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen. And then the other one is given out to some whoever screams the loudest during the big group shot. So I just I have various things that I do to try and make the group photographs more entertaining. Uh, yeah, so so we have a little bit on photography, but everything is basically about yeah how how, how to improve business. And uh, yeah, we've got a podcast as well uh, where I'm actually trying to. Uh, coach somebody live from part-time to full-time so it's like her journey from uh from yeah to do that and so it kind of puts me to the test it's like puts my mouth money where my mouth is or something because uh yeah we can all offer advice and say yeah you should do this you should do that but there's not a lot of comeback if it doesn't work whereas i'm publicly uh potentially going to publicly humiliate myself or publicly uh, succeed so we will see that's part of the fun I guess I'm sure it's going to be the latter man I'm looking forward to following that and uh, and hearing how she goes and uh, yeah it should be fun thanks again looking forward to seeing Cambridge Um, just before yeah what should I expect to see when I get to Cambridge I've got no idea apart from the university that I've not seen. as many fights as no. Peterborough <laughs> um, you'll be uh, so you'll see um, very dramatic uh, university buildings um, that look, well, the King's College practically looks like a castle um, and uh, yeah it's little old windy alleyways and um, yeah very old buildings and uh, lots of very well-dressed and intelligent looking people so um, yeah that's that's my hometown you see so 
Uh, oh, they're wel- they're welcoming, they're waving. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm back. Hello. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, Cambridge is beautiful. Um, uh, there's punts as well, so it's a bit like a little Venice because the, the people go punting down the river and uh, and it's not a bad day. It's a bit chilly, isn't it? So we could even jump in a uh, jump on a punt and have a romantic glide down the, the river Cam, uh, Andrew. That would be lovely. Well, let's get that puddle of bubbly on ice. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> All right, mate. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for having me and uh, you know and, and just uh, be my host while uh, up in Peterborough and, and over here in Cambridge, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, it's been, uh, been my pleasure, mate. And uh, you've been a huge help to me on photography business and and on the podcast, helping me set that up. So. Uh, yeah, it's just a teeny tiny way of uh, repaying you, so thank you. You've been listening to the Photo Experiment Podcast with Andrew Helmich, brought to you by PhotoBizX, the podcast to help you build a successful portrait and wedding photography business. To learn more, head to photobizx.com.